Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. This week, welcome everyone to a new episode of the Replayer Podcast. I'm your host this week, Dan, and of course, joining me is Pagan McGrath. Hello, Mickey Grath. <laughs> Mickey Mickey Grath. Yeah. Um, I had to do that Pagan because plays. of how often you say Dan Morris when you introduce me. And I always do. I say Daniel Morris. <laughs> you always say Daniel. Daniel. Morris. I don't know why I say that. Daniel Morris. Anyways, joining us this week, we have returning to the show, uh, friends of the show. We have Maria and Steph. Ch- chicory stephanie chicory chicory, chicory. <laughs> <laughs> welcome yeah. back to the show guys hi it's good hi. to be back it's the 101st yeah. episode 101st <laughs> episode and it's already better because better guests uh, better oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> then spotting words <laughs> drew might have an issue with that but no one will probably be like yeah you're right you're like yeah right <laughs> no no it's all downhill from here i'm sorry but yeah, uh, we can talk about that. We can jump right into, you know, we got to celebrate our 100th episode of the Replayer podcast last week with the one and only Nolan North joining us along with Drew Lewis. And we had one amazing conversation and it was been so good. Plenty of great so feedback good. from you guys. So great. Yeah. So uh, if you wanted to just throw out there, you know, <laughs> what was your favorite part of that episode last week is Holy Roadhouse. <laughs> Holy Roadhouse. Holy oh, it was Roadhouse. I oh was listening God, to it way. like at work the whole time, and I was just laughing to myself with my headphones on. It just there were so many good bits to it, like the whole Roadhouse thing. I was just it just kept coming in the whole Roadhouse, <laughs> and it, yeah, just the, the little stories and stuff that were coming in between, like the inside about the Jerry Lansing yes. story and things. It was just yeah. so interesting, and just the behind the scenes of things. And I feel like a lot of it was stuff we already knew, but it's just so nice to hear it, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah hilarious i feel like the jerry lansing part at least was something a little different like i don't think yeah. i've ever heard nolan elaborate on that character before and that's that was actually one of my favorite things that came of that yeah i think so it was it definitely was like some insider knowledge that you're just like all oh, right yeah cool i can see that yeah i can't hear steph, steph. oh no she died did your oh, headset turn steph. off your microphone <laughs> yeah something did anyway quick lip read all right, let's there you do- are. <laughs> there it is. It swapped my microphone proof. So. Uh-huh. Oh, welcome that. back. She's back. Hi. Yes, the Jerry Lansing thing. Absolutely love that story. Just the the idea that it's connected to it, the fact that he was actually doing Un- capture Uncharted. to on <laughs> Uncharted, and that it actually came out of like a real thing that was happening in his life. Uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, I just loved how every like they just went on their little tangents, you know, yeah. as they yeah. always do. Some of their stories they came up with, like just 
going off into these things and like the whole um nolan talking about like driving you know driving mm-hmm. down the road and oh, yeah. sometimes you you become aware of where you are and all of a sudden you're like where am i i don't i didn't remember <laughs> taking this road i do exactly the same thing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i, was, I, was I like, feel yeah, like a lot me. of us do <laughs> so <laughs> bad though it's it shouldn't yeah they also the podcast does not endorse this type of driving <laughs> <laughs> i mean i never do it on purpose so. right. no that's true that's true it never uh, happens on purpose it started off uh the roadhouse tangent within the next replayer zoom that we had and then that turned into a tweet thread of all of us coming <laughs> with different versions of roadhouse like doghouse yes treehouse <laughs> doghouse <laughs> Yeah, you there's a oh. Twitter thread now of replayers just doing a new a different version of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was just like when I when I was a kid, I always wanted a treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I gotta go take to... a shit in the outhouse. <laughs> Best little whorehouse. Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, there we there go. There you go, Stephanie. Oh, it's so good. Dolly I love the throwback. The roadhouse thing is just so good, though. It's like it, I want—I I always wanted to get like a T-shirt with like the the, the um the dictionary definition of roadhouse, and then just have underneath it like uh, an appropriate end to any conversation. <laughs> there you go. Oh, That's yes. a good one. I want um I want a T-shirt of you puppy, and I just want like a silhouette of uh, PJ's like face, like a real cool like artistic style. Just you puppy. Oh, because he That's called you a puppy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> In the members live chat. I don't know if anybody else caught that, but if you're a member on Retro Replay YouTube channel, it's available for you once a month. And that was good crack. And we were just making because it was I think we were talking about or was it on trailer talk? When we were it was on trailer talk. talk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we yeah. were just saying that myself and Stephanie didn't see it in theaters, obviously, when Ghostbusters came out originally. You and puppy. he's like, oh, You yeah. puppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted it on, on a t-shirt. I, I can make that show on there. It's like PJ, you're not the only one here who saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how he's bragging about like seeing Star Wars in theaters. Yeah, Uh-oh. see, it's funny because like myself and Steph can relate over that because both Steph and I are min- millennials, so we'll just like be like, "Oh, did you? That's nice." <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was 11 when I saw it. No way. in theater. Yeah. I it think I saw. I saw the second one before I saw the first one. Really? Yeah. Um, because we had it on the VHS. It came on TV and we recorded it on a little VHS. And so oh. I saw it on TV and then then I saw the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of, I, I know a lot, the, the second one is not as big. People don't like regard it as good as the first one, but it kind of has a special place in my heart because to, mm-hmm. to me, it's my introduction to Ghostbusters is because mm-hmm. that was the first one I saw and then I saw the first one. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah it's a good film. I mean, I guess rolling right into Ghostbusters talk here because of trailer talk this week. I also kind of like Ghostbusters 2 a lot. I don't know why I get mm-hmm. so much flack from fans and just like the Ghostbuster community for whatever reason. A lot of people shit on Ghostbusters 2 and I can't count how many times I've heard like a random thing be like, oh, this sucks. Like Ghostbusters 2. Like Ghostbusters That's 2 wasn't random? that bad. No, I like it. It was all right, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's with the purple ooze, right? Yeah. In the yeah. museum. The yeah, it's dope. It's such a good film. Yeah. I remember I seeing the, 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 the Statue of Liberty <laughs> walking down the street. That that whole thing with the Jackie Wilson Dancing. playing in the background. Yes. I'm just like, yes. Two things I my... love about that movie. Peter McNichol, because yes. he's hilarious. I love it. So great. So great. <laughs> and the, the Empire State Building to the um What's the name of the guy who does that song? I, I have it. I have it on my computer. I listen to it from time to time. But the 
That's gr- I love that song. Barcy I love that scene. The Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty part. Sorry. Jackie Wilson. Jackie Wilson. That's it. I'm mm-hmm. like I was thinking something. Anyways, but that song to the the mm-hmm. Empire State Building going on the street. I love those scenes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's it's not as good as the first one, but still. Anyways, Afterlife. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I I think I think Ghostbusters Two was actually the first one that I remember seeing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I saw the first one. Like first and then the second, but the second was always more memorable to me, like yeah. the purple ooze and the museum and stuff. But like I do still remember the demon dog, so I must have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we we just watched the second one more, and I think the second one is more. Uh, I actually think the second one is more kid friendly. I think there's yes. more, mm-hmm. uh, sl- like slapstick comedy or jokes from it. That's what sure. myself and my brother probably got it more. Then we mm. did the first one. And when going back to the first one was great. But I love my favorite scene in the second one is when uh, <laughs> Dana is like to her, like with uh, uh, Venkman and the, the baby. And she's like, oh, it's getting late. <laughs> I should really put him down. And Venkman's like, do you mind if I do? And she's like, no, not at all. It's like, you're small. <laughs> You're chubby and a terrible inconvenience <laughs> on your mother. <laughs> I just thought it was the cutest thing. Uh, and uh, I always got that in my adult ears that he was putting him down verbally. Mm. <laughs> I, didn't I didn't get that get joke that until ages ago or like so, later yeah. down the road. I was like, I never got it as a kid, but then watching it as an adult, you're like, ah, he's mentally <laughs> so putting great. him down. It's such I perfect always, humor. Oh. And I don't I, know if that was like, I don't know if that was scripted or not. Like, it doesn't seem like it's scripted. It's just great. <laughs> yeah it's such a good movie like i always quote the jonash the artist and stuff the bit mm-hmm. where he walks around and he's like everything you are doing is wrong i want you to know that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i'm saying peter mcnichol and the way he screams i love it like i laugh uh, every time the way he yells <laughs> it's such a it's that's the movie that, that made me want to go to new york when i was younger just oh, it's so that's iconic same. yeah well it's... actually home alone too home alone too yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a big Fair. one for me and my brother. Like Home Alone Two was like the the biggest. Like, oh my god, can't wait to go to New York and go stay at the Plaza. <laughs> that movie just made me want to have a talk boy. I wanted a talk boy for Christmas oh, really? that year. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it made us want anything other than going to New York. But then, like America is so foreign to us. Like we were into that yeah. at the time when we saw mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, it I mean, at Christmas we were like, wow, we need to go to New York at Christmas because <laughs> well... it's like the best Christmas ever. Because in South Africa. <laughs> As is in Australia or any of the Southern Hemisphere, it's summertime in December. So it's like pool parties and barbecues and stuff like that for Christmas. So That sounds like a fun Christmas. It actually <laughs> was. It's a very fun Christmas. It's a different Christmas for sure. It's mm. not Christmassy vibes. So when we moved to Ireland, it definitely feels Christmassier because there's all these beautiful lights and everything. And it's like anytime it goes dark, it's quite cold. And there's like scarves and hats and hot chocolate and mulled wine. And it's great. Whereas like in South Africa, it's like 35, 40 degrees and you're just mm-hmm. melting and it's just swimming pools and just like you have a Santa like hat, degrees. but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. Florida. It's, uh. it's nothing for you in Texas, I'm sure. But like 30, 30 to 40 degrees is really fucking. And I have you seen me? I am pasty as for, fuck. For people who <laughs> listen to this podcast and don't know celsius pagan considers 70 degrees hot and she's melting wait a so. minute don't do that because i don't know what 70 degrees we did this last week before the show when you were hot and you were saying oh it's like 21 degrees is hot in ireland yeah 
when we go on holiday when we go on holiday it's probably more like 26 to 30 so 26 would be like 78 degrees does that sound better to you that's average. Mm, it's warm. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> spring in North Carolina. So. Yeah. All my European friends would be like, oh, I know what you mean, Pagan. See, yeah, now, it was, it was uh, 91 on Saturday. And that's yeah. 34 degrees. Now, 33 in degrees. context, yeah. I can relate to that more when I lived in New York. Because in New York, in the winter, mm. it's quite cold. But then in the summer, it gets quite warm. It's kind of in the same mm. like longitudinal is it longitude or latitude? I always forget. But uh, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like I mean, our summers can get quite warm, mm-hmm. where it's like yeah. twenty six degrees, so it's like seventy eight degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and then winter, obviously, you'll get minus. It must be nine. something to do with the uh, the fact that you're an island and you're surrounded by water, so there's more oh, of like sure. wind chill. Because in New York, it gets into like the hundreds. You know, like, mm. and also I remember <laughs> to be in the defense of my UK people, um, in. <laughs> In um, when it was like thirty-two degrees Celsius uh, in England, we didn't have aircon in our houses, right? Mm-hmm. So there was no way yeah. to escape from that heat. So when it gets that hot, like with us, I'm like, oh, it's, it's it's that degrees over here. What are they talking about? It's not even hot, but I've got aircon. Yeah. So, but over there, I remember we literally had buckets of ice, and we'd have our feet in them because we would be so hot. And yeah. my my, I remember my dad. We'd sit in the kitchen one time, and he had the fridge door open, and he was sitting next to the fridge like um, Homer Simpson in that episode, like trying to cool down. <laughs> that is so true. That like that's literally yeah. just what happened. We had a heat wave the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And um, it was getting up to I think twenty six, twenty seven in where we were in Ireland, but in the UK it was definitely going to the thirties. Yeah. And there's just there's no reprieve there's yeah. hardly any air conditioning even in shops there's hardly any yeah. air conditioning um so we really don't have like an escape we all have to buy fans or some sort of portable mm. aircon from argos it all gets sold out and i listen i'm sure nobody is on here from wayfair or listens to wayfair like or buys from wayfair and listens to this call but i see you I see what you're doing. You bought your aircon on the fucking first of June, and now that the heat waves over, you're returning it within your 30 days. I see you. I know what you're doing. Against <laughs> personal problems here on the Replayer podcast. Listen, I like. I, I, I mean, I I respect the ingenuity. I don't know what you even call I mean- that because they've. <laughs> They've bought it for a 30 so you have 30 days to, to submit yeah. a return. I used to do that with item. video games back in the day when you can do that. I would buy yeah. a game, play it, and then return it and get my money back, or I'd exchange it for another game. Hmm. Yeah. Back and in the day. <laughs> we, you know, we, I live in kind of a, a hurricane corridor. You're like, you're that anytime, guy. Anytime that, uh, anytime that, like the lights uh, and power are all out people run out and go get generators because they don't know when their power is going to be back uh, on. Yeah. uh so they'll run out and buy generators and then as soon as all the power has been restored in the area everyone starts returning the generators or selling off the generators <laughs> it's so crazy like i mean and there's nothing wrong with it because you have legit like you're in consumer rights to return your item within 30 days yeah. nothing wrong with it but i'm like that's quite cheeky like he <laughs> just yeah. bought it like and then you're like nah i don't need this anymore the the heat wave has passed you may take it back mm. okay it's gonna happen again just hold I on know. to it <laughs> right i know you would think but oh well i think i'm just lazy i i i respect mm. them because they have to go and like print a label and bring it to a place and drop it off and i'm just lazy i'm just like i'm never gonna use that <laughs> thing again but it's in my house now so mm-hmm. you never gotta know. store it somewhere yeah 
No, I I completely understand that. I don't know how we got onto this again, but back to Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes. It was the heat and wanting to go to New York. Ah, yeah. there it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wanting to go to New Full York because that was circle. the film. Yeah, so, to go to New York. Maria got it. Also to... reminded me. Hold on a second. Oh, the the Andrew. purple ooze. It actually did also remind me of like the Power Rangers movie. Okay. Like way back, did anybody remember that the purple ooze? Was, Ivan ooze. I didn't see that. I, I remember that Power movie, Rangers. but I don't remember there being purple ooze. It's been a while. All right. So. If you are listening to this or watching <laughs> this, please comment below and tell me that you remember Ivan ooze from Power Rangers. I think it's spoiler. Like Pagan again. Spoilers. No, there's no spoilers here. It's purple ooze. It's it's oh my I remember the bad guy. Someone back me up here. That looked kind of weird and purpley red. Yes. Purpley. Oh, uh, it was. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, there he is. I see it. It's like yeah. There we go. Um. <laughs> yep. Uh, it was Ivan Ivan Ooze, and I don't know when he came Ivan into the, the. Yeah, Ivan uh, Ooze. Nineteen ninety five Power Rangers movie, The Mighty Morphin. My Power name Rangers. is Ivan News. <laughs> it's iconic. Anyway, that's kind of what I'm that reminded me of, and that's maybe I'm why. Elsewhere, I'm like, Ivan Ooze. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine what an unfortunate name? Sorry, friend. Uh, oh, I've been getting the giggles now. <laughs> It's so good. And you have to you have to Google him and then you can get the real giggles. His fucking Google face. I don't want to gig- Google Ivan Ooze. <laughs> just saying. You, sh- you should. But They're just Ivan, I-V-A-N, not I have an. That's the my, definite. My Google. search history is bad enough. <laughs> it doesn't need any help. Just yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so. actually seeing clips and it's the purple ooze. But anyway, that's probably why that like myself <laughs> and my brother assimilated more to the second. You like the ooze. You like the ooze. No, it's just it's just like relative at the time, ninety five. When we were like four. Ten we years after Ghostbusters two came out. Yeah, so it sounds like something similar, right? Uh, the first one came out in ninety one. Was it? The 91? first Ghostbusters movie? Yeah, when did that come 84. out? 84. Oh, 84. Ah, okay. This was just um, discussed on Trailer Talk. <laughs> I think the second was... Trailer Talk? Have I heard of that what? show? It was really What's close. this? Yeah. I was going to try to get Steph's you go ahead. A chance to talk about Ghostbusters as Maria was able to come on the Trailer Talk and expunge <laughs> all of these theories. And I feel like Steph's True. got some things she wants to share as well, and then we can bounce that off of Maria, so... Yes, let's go. Oh, well. Um, Bring it. <laughs> so I have my own podcast, the Gen X Replay podcast. Um, it's been on hiatus for uh, a little while, but we did an episode where we talked about the original Ghostbusters film. And mm. on that, we had a special guest, Peter Flahiff from the Daily Good podcast. Also, uh, really, really great inspirational podcast if you want to listen to something that just kind of has feel good news to it um and uh so we all talked about the original ghostbusters film uh uh, right about the same time the teaser trailer had come out for this new one and you know it it definitely was an experience like you know that we've seen on stranger things like the, the the kids dressing up in the little costumes oh my God, and stuff or whatever great when they did that in stranger things <laughs> it was so good amazing um, uh, but for us it was like it was lunch boxes um mm. 
and uh, there was a cartoon that ended up following up with that was inspired by the the show. And of course, get, video games were just kind of taken off there in the mid '80s. So of course, video games of every movie were. <laughs> It's like every movie had a, an associated video game back then. So. Whether they had anything to do with the movie or not. <laughs> true. <laughs> it's true. And, I, you know, I'm, I, I go to Dragon Con in Atlanta uh, on an annual basis. I haven't been in the last couple of years, so, but, um, and we're not going this year, but hopefully we can start going back again next year. But uh, they have a parade at this convention. So part of the, part of the convention is a, an enormous parade and all these different fan groups and, and interest groups get together and make entries into the parade. So it's a lot of costumed people, but it's also cars, like art cars and, and stuff uh, around certain fandoms. So you'll get the DeLoreans from Back to the Future and the parade. You'll have floats from uh, uh, particular fandoms like Halo or, or uh, uh, there's a, a lot of, you know, big groups around certain things. And one of the things that's always there is the Ghostbusters. It, and so, so like it's not just one. costumed people, but it's also uh, cars. So mm -hmm. there's people from all around the country, mostly on the East Coast, will bring their cars, uh, their Ghostbusters cars, to mm -hmm. Dragon Con. Some of them are replicas of uh, of, of the hearse, <laughs> uh, of the Ecto-1, but others are like inspired by the Ecto-1. Oh. So like a, a Volkswagen Beetle that's been painted like the Ecto-1. Oh, cool. Like things like that. Uh, so it's one of my favorite parts of the parade is to see the Ghostbusters. And it, um, it, they, they kind of have their own club. They're actually a, a social group, a, a cosplay group that goes around to different um, conventions. And I believe they do some charity work. And I, I know a woman from the Charlotte area here in North Carolina who is, is part of that group. Yeah. Amazing. So what is your take on the new film? Are you excited? Very excited. Um, I, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> part of me is like a little worried that they might lean a little too heavy into the fan service for us Gen Xers. Mm. But I don't even care. <laughs> great. I don't even care. I love it's, it. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, they got a good writing team. They got original mm -hmm. people who, you know, know what went into the original story yeah. putting together this new story so it's not like someone a, a completely new crowd coming in and trying to reinvent it it's it's really just it's inspired by the original completely so i'm i'm mm -hmm. feeling confident that i'm gonna like it mm -hmm. i also I think so. like having having mm -hmm. the son of the original director direct this new movie is also just such a great plus i think they're definitely not going to be able to like mess this up in a way yeah. do you know what i mean like for the original fans and to go too far away from the story or anything because they have a lot riding on their shoulders including like it's almost like it's in their their heritage like it's been passed down it's like now yeah. you may take and run with this story yeah. um so i'm excited for that i think that connection's cool the new generation thing yeah. and i I, yeah. I wish harold ramus could have been here to be part of that too because mm -hmm. i mean just do you yeah. think yeah. do you think he'll make an appearance 
Uh, Who? Harold Ramis. In the movie. Well, they've shown some photographs. In like a, in like a flashback? I or mean, like a... as as a ghost, like they did with... Um, oh, to uh, kind of like oh, do yeah. like a CG kind of yeah. like recreation yeah, yeah, yeah. of him. Yeah, like they did with uh, Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it just not as a like a full character, but I'm just mm-hmm. thinking as a um, just an acknowledgement to say that. Yeah, and I'm in a way like I don't I don't want to go I don't want to go too far into it, but I was thinking a kind of nice thing that they could do is like as a sort of ending for the movie is because mm-hmm. the movie is a tribute to him. Yes, would be because. Wasn't there a part in the trailer where it said that she didn't know her grandfather like at all? That yeah. he appears mm. and there's a like maybe a final farewell. They had they, you know, they yeah. they put him into the trap and oh. it's kind of a you know, kind of that kind of tribute of like because I don't think they can have the Ghostbusters without him being in it and it is called Afterlife yeah. after yeah, all. True. So it would be after. Uh, yeah, because the funny life, thing is. Yeah, like I mentioned, um, I mentioned it. Like I mentioned it to people, and I say, "Do you think he'll be in it?" And they're like, "No, he's dead." I'm like, "It's <laughs> Ghostbusters." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all so, about dead people. <laughs> it's like, I'm well aware. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just so I'm thinking the context. I'm yeah. kind of wondering because the 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 whole thing behind Ghostbusters three that it was so hard to get made because there was like the uh, the whole falling out and stuff, and that there's a lot of regret behind it. You know that it couldn't be made mm-hmm. because. Harold Ramis unfortunately passed away that they might do this as a tribute to be like this is the final send-off type thing for Harold Ramis so it'd be nice to see yeah. it you know I mean considering yeah. that Dan Aykroyd is helping write the script for this movie yeah. I'm sure he probably does a lot to pay tribute to that I mean the whole movie is yeah. centered around his character and his family yeah. you know and after that so Dan Aykroyd is one hell of a writer you know like yeah I don't think yeah, a lot of people sure. realize that, like how he's actually written most of the movies he's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I, I feel like it's going to be like, like Steph's saying, I think it's going to be a lot of, there's going to be fan service, but mm-hmm. I feel like they're also trying to pass the torch into the new kids. And so yeah. I, I feel like the original cast is going to be in it, but I think they're going to be on the sidelines because the idea is oh, they're sure. supposed to be, like they you want to show that the kids are capable of handling the ghosts and they so if the if the old cast have to come in and be like no stand back we save the day what's the point in passing the torch over to a newer generation so i think they will be more of a side character and the kids will be like the main talk thing but i'm looking forward to it it's like i agree with that yeah Mm -hmm. i like you said maria i i think they're the center and that they've been the center of the trailers so far as yeah oh yeah yeah Oh, yeah, and it's just like I really love that that touch where the glasses that um, McKenna Grace is actually wearing are the same glasses that Harold Ramis was actually wearing through the the, the first and second movie. Yeah, and I just think that's just such a nice touch. Um, mm-hmm. And even as an actor, like that must be such a like an overwhelming presence. Yeah, have, like because your character is defined by, I guess, a lot of what they look like and the shoes they're wearing and like how they're walking, and it'll frame a lot of how you're going to interpret the character. And to be given these glasses that have been handed down from the original movies, and and to wear them throughout the whole movie and be like, these are now your glasses, and the story is like they've been passed down from your gra- grandfather, and you have the same eyesight, and this, and I'm just like, fuck, that's so cool. Like that must yeah. be that's such a world of depth that a lot of characters just don't have. 
And that's the thing. I was super excited when this this first trailer came out like a year ago. And so I've been I've been looking into this film since that first trailer came on because when I saw that trailer and they started doing the slow pan over over like the the spores and mold and all this and it was all the Egon references, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my heart. No. Oh no, because he was like my favorite character in Ghostbusters. I loved mm. Egon. I thought he was his whole like I had a slinky once and I straightened it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's so deadpan. I love I when he's love, like, I'd love, love to scan character. your brain one day, you know, like yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. The whole baby Egan. ticklish. It's just I just had chills like seeing that trailer and just seeing all these like references to him and I was it, yeah. after him when I heard he passed away I was like oh man it was a kick in yeah. the gut I was like oh so I I do hope it's going to be a tribute and you know the final credits are going to go for Harold and it's of course like, yes. like a yes, loving yeah. memory so, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's gotta yeah. be yeah so I'm so it's one of the a few movies movies coming out that I'm actually excited for you know that I'm like okay I'm actually pumped for it mm-hmm. so yeah yeah, yeah. This looks good. I like to think that off of your theories and postulations there that that they will pass the torch in the movie, especially from that Mm. one scene where they show the kids in the car. She comes out on the little like, you know, jacked up version. Like they got the little uh, trap on the wheels. Like I feel like perfect. If anything, Dan Aykroyd's character is probably going to play a role in here. I'll help you guys innovate some new versions of the technology. And then they're going to be the ones that I'll, do it and implement it yeah. in some mm-hmm. form or fashion. Yeah. Like they showed us in that clip, like here are the kids rocking and rolling. You see, you know, you know, granddaughter Egon there rocking the the proton pack and blasting down the street. <laughs> and I'm like that, that scene right there gives me goosebumps when I see and that. And that's, that's <laughs> a, like one of the, the when they interviewed Bill Murray, like way before this project was happening. And one of the reasons why he held off on it so much, it was like, nobody wants to see a bunch of old fat guys running around with proton packs. And it's like, we do, mm-hmm. but he has a point, you know, it's yeah. like, give it to the new generation and, 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 give it a a, a leap for new kids you know to do a thing but it's also Mm -hmm. paying homage to the originals and I think he's got a point so I think the old characters will they will have a very strong part in it but I think it is going to be a lot more about the kids and showing Mm -hmm. what they can do Mm -hmm. and it's and I think I think at the end of the movie it will be the final send-off of the old Ghostbusters I don't think they I don't think it's going to continue because the whole Goza thing as well Mm-hmm. they're not going to rebring this is the last showing of goza this is going to be the last beating they can't keep bringing it up you know no, for so sure. there is going to be a lot of like tying up the loose ends and it's going to be a lot of like this is the, the final package final seal you know um and then we we let the new generation take it type thing mm-hmm. so. yeah i agree i think like it, it's going to be really <clears throat> nice to see these kids like uh, like like you say, just basically a new generation, take it and, and see what happens with it. Um, I, In a way, though, I would like to see this closed, like you said, yes. like I, like with the Goza thing. But I just mean in general, like I think yeah. this would be a really nice closing. And I have a feeling they're not going to do that. And I have a feeling mm. at the very end of the movie, there will be something to There'll be a hand on come to, out the to grave. a second <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, in a way, I'm kind of like, oh, cool, we'll get more content. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, oh, like don't just yeah. turn out content for mm-hmm. the money or the studios or the whatever, like just like do it for the love of it. If it's a good story, just close it, wind it up and let's just put a key in it. And, yeah. and just, well, I, it I have been, yeah. You know, I mean, I have noticed now that people don't make movies anymore. They make franchises. Like yeah. people, 
they don't tie yeah. a, they don't tie a story up it's like you have to watch a story and you know four of them are coming down the road and i'm like i don't i i don't want to invest in a series i if it's good yeah but it's just also mm-hmm. like i like things to be wrapped up and to go yeah. oh you know that's that's the good that's a good movie it's a one-time thing and i like that it's just yeah. but sometimes when they do that and they go oh but wait there's more and it's like no stop stop it i know <laughs> that's yeah. why some of the greatest like, no. things stop <laughs> some of the greatest things out there are the things that are really finite like there's yeah. very mm-hmm. little of it and you're like oh it's so good i wish there was more but at the same time if there was more yeah it quite wouldn't be quite as good yeah and that's happening in all mediums i think now especially video games like yeah that's a big struggle in the video game industry where companies are more likely to keep doubling down on something that sold well rather than yeah. put the money into something new yeah try something new and i would i would much rather that i'd much rather someone do something okay. completely new than keep rehashing the same brand because it just feels like you're you're using the name just to get the, the you're, you're using the name to get the fan base and then you're not giving the fan base what they want you're just going oh this is this and everyone goes oh it's another movie and then it's like this isn't what this isn't it though you've just used the brand yeah. and yeah. i feel like i and i, I like I, I did not like the 2016 Ghostbusters. I didn't like it at all. And I felt like that's exactly what they did with it. They used the Ghostbusters name mm-hmm. and it was just a weird, it, it didn't fit into the original timeline. I know it was a reboot, but it was just, mm. it didn't feel like it had its place. It was a completely different movie. It was yeah. goofy and over comedy and fart jokes. And it I, was I almost enjoyed weird. it as a standalone thing. Like I, yeah. if I separate mm. it in my mind, like this isn't Ghostbusters; it's its own yeah. thing. I if it was something else, it, it, I think feel like I could have enjoyed it more if it wasn't trying to be Ghostbusters. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I always kind of like quit. the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> yes, it's just kind of yes. its own thing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was I kind just of. Think, um, oh, sorry, go I was going to say, like, uh, in reference to what you were saying, like instead of rehashing the old stuff, I think there will be a change. And PJ was actually mentioning this in the Drew Soup meeting that we had the, had recently for uh, for members. If you're interested to know more about that, you can go to the members page on uh, YouTube for the Retro Replay channel. Um, but he he was talking about how like there will be a shift and there will be a change now of like indie movies rising again. And there will yeah. be genre defining movies being made now because they just can't keep turning out this content from yeah. any, this brainless yeah. sort of like money content. Um, yeah. And, and it will rise when we're talking about like uh, the rise of indie films and like uh, publishers are going to start investing more into, uh, sorry, producers will start investing more into in- indie films and studios mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree because there's a lot of time where I'll see an advert like, and I said it in the trailer for West Side Story. Look, I said it straight out. I was like, I am a fan, but not really because why are we getting this story again? Like, why yeah. is mm-hmm. it being remade? Like, it was already yeah. made and a lot of people absolutely love that movie. But why yeah. is it being remade? If you tell mm-hmm. me you're going to remake Grease, why? Like, yeah. don't bother. It's already mm-hmm. done and it's beautiful and it's wonderful and just leave it. Even if it's dated, just leave it. It's supposed to be dated. It was made in that time. Like it was just made then. Um, I would much rather you make a brand new story. And, right. and, I mean, and if you if that. you're not gonna add something to it, don't bother yeah. remaking it. And it's, yeah. it's like I understand like remaking old black and white movies because they're mm-hmm. all black and white movies with shitty special effects. Yeah, remake them by all means, but don't remake something that came out ten years ago. It's, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, oh, for sure. Like the Spider-Man reboots. I'm like, oh, yeah. come on. 
Do like, <laughs> you only just Suicide made that film. Squad just keeps getting over and Guys, come on now. I want to say at least, too, that there's something special about old movies that yeah. you can't capture. It. Like, I find it surprising when I go back and I watch a movie that's made in, like, the 50s or the 60s or the 70s. And I'm like, this is beautifully filmed mm-hmm. when they didn't have the technology. But, like, yeah. the way they yeah. filmed movies back then, like, even then... They shot things in wide screen. They shot things with these really wide angles. Mm-hmm. And it still translates today. Like you can watch a movie that came out in the 50s or 60s that's beautifully shot. And it's like, this is amazing. Like, yeah, it, you can't recapture that. And it's not like, bad either. Like it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look grainy. It doesn't look filmy. Like you can watch yeah. an old movie on Blu-ray now and it looks crystal clear. Yeah. Because it was the way, it was the way they shot it back mm-hmm. then. Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot more like they 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 back then they probably put a lot more emphasis into the writing and to make the movie sure. what it was. But now it's more just uh, get it out. It doesn't matter if it makes a million. It's a million we didn't have. Get it out type. Thing. It's just and it, it like mm-hmm. it's it, to me as well. It's um, this same pool of actors that they always pull from now. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like I mean. Mm. All the Hemsworths, gotta love them. But <laughs> can, can we not have them in every movie? All the Chris Pratt. <laughs> gotta love them. Chris Pratt's Just, in everything now. Yeah, I love Chris like, Pratt, uh, but he's in everything now. Everything now. And so it is, there is a lot of those, the movies that keep getting made, and it's the same pool of actors. And there's like, there's some people on Broadway, and there's some people on out yeah. there that are probably phenomenal actors. It's like, give mm-hmm. them a chance. Just give them a shot because some of these independent movies that you see or some of these foreign films, the acting is outstanding because they are hungry for it and they mm-hmm. they, yeah. they want it. But you've got like, you know, all these millionaire actors that are in everything and they're just like, oh God, do I have to do that line again? All right, sorry. You know, it's just kind of like <laughs> their heart is not in it. And sometimes it's just, I don't know, I, I want to see fresh faces. I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's a tricky balance too. If you're, if you're indie, the thing that you want is funding to be able to yeah. do your film and yeah. being able to get a big, get name a big name gets you the funding Yeah, as opposed to a franchise, which I remember when the uh, most recent Star Wars trilogy was being cast, people are like, who are these people? But franchises can take a risk like that and get unknown actors because yeah. people are going to see the movie because of the mm-hmm. franchise name has been established. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you didn't know who Adam Driver was or mm-hmm. you didn't know Daisy Ridley, uh, it didn't matter because you were going to go see it because it's a Star Wars movie. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a good launching pad for for actors that you know need to get back into the career, but yeah, at the same yeah. time, I'm just like I just need some fresh faces. Like yeah. I remember then when they oh, were casting yeah. the new the Uncharted movie, I was and just I'm thinking I'm, about that. I'm excited Holland. about it, <laughs> but I'm still a little. Tom like, Holland's oh, been in everything. Yes, and I saw I as well. Him, oh I saw God. um I saw uh, before they cast him, I saw Chris Pratt with the with the Nathan Drake outfit on. I was like, get off, get. Mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> no problem, <laughs> Maria. Just like absolutely not. Next, I was like, take it off. You got take it off. Take it off. Chris Hemsworth, get off. No Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> no Hemsworths. No Hemsworths. So yeah, including but I, the lost Hemsworth. <laughs> the lost. No, no Gurf Hemsworth either. <laughs> But yeah, it's just um, to me. I'm just like, oh, it, it, uh, we'll give it a shot. Honestly, but, um, as an actor, yeah. I can only agree with what you're saying. 
yeah i'm not an actor but yeah i, I can only <laughs> fucking agree with what you're saying oh, yeah. not it's not even just me like i mean i've been through so many castings but i've also mm-hmm. like like i've lost jobs out to Saoirse ronan um mm-hmm. to alicia vikander um to uh, models and things like that as well over in england mm-hmm. lily james i think yeah possibly lily mm-hmm. james as well i'm just kind of like did you want to cast somebody else or did you always think they were going to go for it? Like, I mean, was it worth sending out a casting if you kind of had them on board anyway? Like, I was just like, I'm just just wondering, like, if that was a thing. And I don't know. Genuinely, I haven't got an answer to that. I'm sure that they're just like, yeah, we're going to send a casting because whoever's going to be right for the part is going to be right for the part. But then it happens to be Alicia Vikander or um, Saoirse Ronan or whatever. I'm kind of like, but did you like? Did you want somebody else? So I just what did you? I don't know. I don't. Sometimes I feel like they write. Uh, they're not looking for who's right for the part. They're looking for who looks good on the poster and mm. who Maybe, the fan yeah. base of that character of that actor will come because come like mm-hmm. all of the the Tom Holland fans and all of the Chris Hemsworth fans are going to come mm-hmm. and see this movie that they might not know anything about because yeah. they're in it and mm-hmm. so they're not but then you've got the fan base of like people who play the games or read the books are like well, hang on, like, that person's the, the, not right for this part at all yeah that's mm-hmm. not the right person and so that's that's I, I feel like they look good on the poster and they'll go well Chris Hemsworth's in it so <laughs> I'm gonna go and see it because I want to dribble for an hour yeah mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so mm-hmm. so I feel like that's more about it, what it is it's about getting the, the the fan bases in from the outside um but I mean, if whatever. Mm. I mean, I'm not. I'm not producer. What do I know? But <laughs> I mean, in comparison, yeah, it could, would be can... interesting. It, sorry, I was going to say it could be an interesting topic for producers or casting directors to come on yeah. and talk about that. If anybody knows anybody, <laughs> hit us up. I was going to make the comparison to how like Nolan and Troy said, if you want to go to voice acting, good job. Just wait for us to die. You know that kind of thing. Oh, that was Troy's like present oh. pres- presentation speech or something like that at one of the award ceremonies. Yeah. That was oh, so genius. Yeah, like here's they... the things you need: get a uh, a good studio, get a good mic and equipment, wait for Nolan North or I to die. Yeah, that's when you have your opening. <laughs> I thought Absolutely that was so or not Laura true, Bailey. Uh, no, it's not true at all. But Absolutely. I thought it was such a great play, and I think yeah. it's funny because he took the piss out of himself because like everybody's just like oh troy baker's in everything and it's oh nolan north is in everything and mm. they are but there's also other people oh, <laughs> like, sure. there are other there's people. also other people there yeah <laughs> i it's been uh because i'm in the uh bloom box studios steve bloom's um oh yes training workshop series mm-hmm. and he's been able to get so many great voice actors uh to come and be guests on in the workshops and, and mm-hmm. classes and um, I, I just, I hear over and over again, people saying, you know, not everyone is right for this. I audition all the time because mm. I'm not always the right person for the job. You know, mm-hmm. it could be someone else. They're listening to a voice and a, a performance, not, you know, it's not about you. It's about what they're trying to get when they're casting. that role and I wonder if for voice actors that's their advantage uh, as actors Uh, yeah because you know no one's trying to sell their face on the poster Mm -hmm. uh, in that particular case I've heard a couple of workshops on voice acting that say a lot of the same things like uh, Crispin Freeman says that too about it's you're they're looking for the voice they're hearing not seeing so they don't base their 
casting decisions on what you look like. Yeah. And I always, I always find that interesting though, when I don't like, it's only recently since pretty much uh, listening and watching retro replay that I've started taking notice of voice actors. And every time I watch a movie now, I look up who's that voice. I want to know who they are. But before then, I would play games and stuff and then I would go and meet and the voice behind the game. And I'm like, is that what they look like? Right. like <laughs> not in a bad way, but it was like, they are nowhere near what I think mm-hmm. they look like. Like yeah. when I met J- John St. John, Duke Nukem, yeah, mm-hmm. I met him and he's like, uh, you know, an oldish guy, white hair, just looks like a gentle guy. And he's, and he's like, go to the king, baby. And you're like, <laughs> it's a sweet old man. Like, <laughs> Hi, you talk about boobs a lot. <laughs> so to me it is i think it is with voice actors it's like they they can they can change their voice completely and they can change their voice look at the guy who does homer simpson's voice yeah yeah Yeah. well i was actually gonna go more close to home look at uh troy's voice for joel Mm. yeah and he even says it himself that he went into the audition being like there's no fucking way i'm gonna get this are you kidding me did you read the brief because i read the brief and this (laughs) is not me and he walked into an audition room and there was all these like real big tall like burly guys with like plaid shirts on or whatever he's like that guy looks like he's gonna get the part that guy is definitely gonna get it yeah Mm -hmm. it was his voice that got him the role it wasn't what he looked like and i think that's um where like stephanie maria that you're you're so right like it's just i think voice acting um opens up more opportunities for you as an actor yeah um, i think so than just than just acting because unfortunately (laughs) i've also been turned down for things like you actually look too old or you actually look a lot younger than we expected or you're a little taller than the lead and we actually want somebody shorter Mm. than the lead like i couldn't audition for anything because they'll go you're too short you look too young you got a weird (laughs) accent Get out. <laughs> they could be looking for that one day, though, Maria. So don't go we're and look, take your shot. We're looking for a, a short Cockney midget. <laughs> there you go. Somewhere. Game of Thrones might be. A real young-looking <laughs> Cockney. I got, asked, I got asked yesterday if I was old enough to drink. And I'm like, oh, boy. I'm well, 35. Honestly, ride that way, Maria, because you're going to turn 60 in a minute. And it's right? like, oh, shit. Oh, no one's right. going to be asking you that anymore. <laughs> So ride that wave. <laughs> I, I've i been to the point now where I don't even get ID'd anymore in the supermarket. And I'm like, oh, but, but don't you want to? And Adam's like, oh, you don't get ID'd. And I was like, well, it's because I'm wearing a mask. And you only see this part of me who's already just like, give me my booze. <laughs> but when I take the mask off and I have no makeup on, I look 12. So well, she was, I'm uh, sure. She was giving out drink tickets and she's going through the line and she's going, she's like, oh, you drinking alcohol? She comes up to me and it's just me sitting on the chair and she goes, you're not old enough to drink, are you? And I'm like, I absolutely am. <laughs> she was oh, like, oh, you know. I'm sorry, no I'm sorry. I was just like, oh, okay. Thanks for the compliment. But I, got into, I got into a pub once because I didn't have ID and they, they thought I wasn't old enough to get into this pub in Temple Bar. And I didn't, I didn't even drink at this stage. I was younger than 24 and I only started drinking at 24. So actually I, I was just because there was a really good uh, musician on and I wanted to see who it was. I was like, who's the musician? He said, he doesn't know. And I was like, okay, well, can I go inside and check? And he's like, mm, do you have any ID? And I was like, no, I don't have any ID. I just wanted to see who the mu- musician is. You weren't able to tell me. And he's like, I don't think you can go in. So mm-hmm. I convinced him of my age. I was born in 91 from like 
pop cultural references that only people <laughs> my age would have gotten. I was like, does it help you to know that I was the, like, I saw the original Power Rangers, like the OG. Let me just tell you, like the, you know, the white and the red and the black. He Come allowed on. you in after saying that? Yeah, but I also made pop culture reference that were Irish at around the oh. 90s. And if I, if if you weren't like the Morbegs and stuff like that as well, Tina, if you're listening to this, or Janine, you'd know what the Morbegs are. <laughs> But the Morbags was like a, a TV show for kids in the 90s, but stopped at like 90 whatever. Mm. Um, sorry, or in, in, the, in the early 2000s, right? But and it's it was like just public like, knowledge still, though. Like anyone could know that. It's public knowledge, but <laughs> nobody who's born now would be watching it because it's off air. And how yeah. would you find it? Like it was an old show, so you wouldn't be able to really look at it on YouTube. You might find clips. Mm. Um, and then eventually it was just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> just let me in. I was like, great, thank you. There you go. It was the Morbegs that did it, actually, honestly, because nobody really knows about the Morbegs unless you were born in the 90s because you were raised with it then coming into early 2000s, like when you were 10, 11 years old. Yeah. Anyway. Starting to show our age. <laughs> I, I remember to going to like... Ghostbusters mm-hmm. cartoon as a kid. I saw the Ghostbusters cartoon. Yeah. Real Ghostbusters. It, it being out, but I think... We had a little, little... I think we still have it, actually. We still have an Ecto-1 somewhere. I used to have a full costume too. I had the whole getup. I had the trap. Oh, like you could cool. step on it and it would pop open and a little proton pack. Yep. I had the car. I had the car. I had the car. I had the car. I had the firehouse. Um, mm, and cool. but the thing is, uh, all of my toys were broken when I got them. Um, so <laughs> when you got them? I, yeah. Um, so what it, what it was is we had a guy who lived across the road from us and ah. he, li- he lived on the, um, the back of a toy store. So when toys got broken, they'd throw them ah. out. So oh. he brought over the Ecto-1 and it had the back door was missing on it. So um, the only reason I know something came out of the back of it is because I saw it on the commercial, but I never had <laughs> the back door thing for it. Uh. And I, uh, I found the Ghostbusters tower at the side of the road and my dad picked it up for me. I had, oh. the, I had, I had the little the tower and everything. So, yeah. Amazing. So I was like, oh, it's a Ghostbusters. <laughs> it also came with like a little mini trap. Yeah, no, the mini ghost trap. No, didn't have that. Uh, <laughs> didn't, have, didn't have any of that. And then my dad, my, my brother turned it into a convertible. We cut the roof off. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> why? Oh. Do you sp- are, are you still friendly with your brother? Because <laughs> he's dead now. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he died that day. <laughs> I, 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 I hit him in the face with an action man. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Shove that Ecto one in his face. Yeah, screw you. <laughs> Boof. <laughs> no, I would I would smack him in the face with a like a GI Joe and be like, and now you know. Now you know. You don't do. It. Well, I used to. I used to know. Like, you know, it would have been. Um, you should have used an original Transformers because those things were made out of solid steel. Oh yeah, they were. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I was wow. also uh, a big fan of Aliens. It's like my favorite movie. Mm. So I used to have they uh, Aliens released. Aliens didn't, but Kenner Toys released this this line of Aliens toys. Yeah. So I have the little Xenomorphs and stuff. And so what I used to do in my Ghostbusters house is I used to turn it into mm. an Aliens nest. Oh <laughs> so, wow! So I stuck my little men up against so the wall. Great. And then I got a paper towel, stuck it over it, squirted it with water, and then it would like stick them to the walls. And they look like they're all cocooned. My family's like, "What are you playing?" Ghostbusters like, versus oh, aliens. Awesome. I'm like, I'm like, Ghostbusters versus aliens. <laughs> I love Bishop, it. 
yeah, that was the beauty of the having action Gen figures as a kid. Never had. When you were a, yeah. when you were a kid and you had action figures, you can literally make any crossover you want. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was just like, you know, Egon got impregnated. G.I. Joe and He-Man, man. Are you gonna play the new Aliens game when it comes out, Maria? Yeah, I'm I, I wanna get it. Um, it looks like it's gonna be good, but I'm just kind of as the the, the same thing with Ghostbusters is I'm just I'm a little reluctant with like the games because i just hope it's going to be good because i've been burnt a lot in the past so um, i have thoughts on that too because obviously aliens is historical for having one of like the most oversold games ever with aliens mm. uh, colonial marines i have a lot of faith in the new one because one <laughs> aliens isolation was really good the studio yep. that's making the new game is really really passionate about aliens like they were mm. actually give they like they were asked by their parent company like what game would you want to make and they said, we would love to make an Aliens game. And they're like, well, we have a license that. Knock yourselves out. Mm. So they actually are making a game oh. that they cared about. Nice. That they wanted to make. And I'm really excited I've seen that the, the gameplay nice. trailer for it. Like, it, it looks fun. It looks um, really fun. I'm excited yeah. for it. That's wonderful. I'm going to get it for Xbox. It's unfortunately not cross-play, which sucks. Hopefully, they'll add <laughs> cross-play because I want everything to be cross-play. You can blast yeah. Aliens together. Yeah, I need a good Aliens game because Clonal Marines sucked balls. Alien vs. Predator was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it Anyways, was. I'll give you that. Now, uh, <laughs> we're going off on a completely side tangent. Massive tangent. <laughs> aliens and Ghostbusters. I want that crossover now. I need some action figures. Right. <laughs> yeah, make it happen. Get the action figures. I mean, I've got like some Resident Evil action figures. I could have those like <laughs> Ghostbusters versus Zombies. And Aliens. I know, like, it's- Technically, so many thing. Legos. I have so many Lego kits and stuff mm. that I I could do like a Marvel Assassin's Creed crossover <laughs> with some <laughs> Star Wars and yeah. I mean, I got I, I would. I just put them all together. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> what a great world. And I want those plastic dinosaurs in there as well. You know. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's where you get it, where your your Peter Bankman has like a pet dinosaur T-Rex that he rides into battle. He rides. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yes. There was a toy line like that too when I was a kid that was uh, dinosaurs that were like mounts, but they had like rockets and shoulder packs and you could shoot machine guns and like little rocket launchers off them. Oh, oh man, those were yes. fun. I forgot what those were called. I don't I know. Like it was I amazing. know what you're talking about. If mm. you know what I'm talking about, please leave a comment and remind me because I used to love playing <laughs> yeah, with those yeah, when yeah. I was a kid. Good call. Anyways, uh, I think that's about time to wrap up the show tonight. Before we go, I'll give you both a chance to uh, share your socials and anything you might want to share with our audience. So I'll shoot it over to Maria first. I am Pocket Ninja 85 on Twitter and Pocket Ninja 85 on Twitch. I haven't streamed mm. in a while though. Me neither. <laughs> Neither of any of us, to be honest, Maria. It's been a it's been a busy time. It's been, been a, a while. It's been a very busy month for me. So. Yeah, mm. yeah. And Steph, I am Stephanie Does Vo on Twitter. That's where I am most of the time. I have Stephanie Does Vo on Instagram as well, but I sometimes forget Instagram exists, so <laughs> I so I don't post there quite as often. Well, sure. <laughs> uh, and on on Twitch and various other gaming platforms, I am Jicori. That's J I C O R I. Jicori. 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 Uh, you can find me at Pagan Plays on Twitter and at Pagan underscore Plays on Instagram and Twitch. 
And I hmm. am Stark Evil Vash on most platforms, but I am Stark E Vash on Twitter, S T A R K Hawaii V A S H. And I am recently, uh, yeah, it's been a long month, so I haven't done a lot, uh, but hopefully I'll be getting some more content out soon. I'd really like to get back into streaming again soon if I can. I'm also mm-hmm. very much on like building up a retro game convention, so I might start sharing our retro yes, game collection i have yes. a massive collection but then i just went to this retro game convention last weekend we got mm-hmm. an atari got an original n64 got an, a new xbox nice. oh, man i got a whole bunch of retro wow games, so we're gonna play us some atari <laughs> let's do it it sounds fun space invaders um, yes got it. i got it. loved Bye-bye. space invaders when i was a kid oh, so great so many hours <laughs> brandy was like what do you know about atari i was like i had one <laughs> and I had a space. I had a Space Invaders cabinet that I would. What do play. you know about Atari, puppy? puppy. Yeah, you, you puppy. puppy. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. I swear to God. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah, get you up, you puppy shirt. You puppy. Thank you. So yeah. you'll be walking around calling everyone else you puppy. Anyways, with that, <laughs> what do I call him? Dog? You old dog? You old oh, dog. Well, that actually works. I'll call you that. You old dog. Like it. Anyways, with that, let's uh, say game over and good night, folks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Also, ever ever since we changed the floor in here last December, I I have this thing of wanting to like roll in on camera. That's amazing. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.